We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember you can always subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play TuneIn, stitcher or spotify and of course you can check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by my co-host, Andrew Mertig. It's Friday, Andrew, and we're back, and we're excited to talk some football, talk some Packers. How you doing? It, I'm, I'm doing really well. It is great to be back, and the realization that it's week 11 already is starting to, to set <laughs> in on me. Um, it's unbelievable how quickly the season goes once it gets started. I, I feel like yesterday we were talking about the season opener and how excited we were about that and all of a sudden the year is significantly over half uh halfway through the regular season and in addition like the Packers haven't had their bye week yet which which makes things go a little bit faster right like that week's always always kind of drags on um and the weather was kind of nice early on I don't know what it is but yeah I mean this season is absolutely racing by and what a good one it's been so far Tons of fun, and I couldn't be here last week on Friday with you. I missed out. You did a great job flying solo without me. Uh, just a lot of sickness in my house, and I appreciate you so much uh, covering for me last week. But it's so yeah. good to be back. Make sure you wash your hands and wash your butt. Wash your butt. That's absolutely right. Yeah, I got a negative COVID test yesterday, so flying high with that news, but still trying to trying to shake. Otherwise, the <laughs> otherwise you'd have to take you know, 10 days off the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. And probably or two negative with tests in a row. Who's uh, my, my friend Rogan. I'd probably have to <laughs> consult. <with>. Eat some <laughs> play get better, buddy. Let's not do this again. We've moved past this. So let's talk football. Um, we are back for another round of key matchups and X factors today. As always, we're going to take some time and dive into the Packers upcoming opponent their roster, and talk about which matchups are going to be tipping points in that football game. And then, of course, each uh, of us will share our X-Factor prediction for the week ahead at the end of the show. But Week 10, as Andrew said, was it was fun, but it was a little bit nerve-wracking as well. All those low-scoring defensive games always are. And frankly, 
Green Bay fans just aren't really used to those kind of games. But uh, the defense has been playing incredibly well lately. Uh, the Rams gave the Packers some help by self-destructing against the 49ers. And Green Bay now finds themselves sitting pretty comfortably atop the very competitive NFC. But it is week 11. We are here already. And the Packers are ready to hit the road to travel to Minnesota for a divisional matchup against the Vikings. So let's jump into this one, Andrew, and talk about Minnesota a little bit. Yeah, so when the Packers face off with the Vikings in the grape-scented murder Bird Murder Dome. Uh, <laughs> one of the matchups that I will be watching on Sunday is the Packers defensive line versus the Vikings interior offensive line. And if you listen every Friday, I am sure you are very sick of me picking the Packers defensive line against the <laughs> opponent's interior offensive line. But seriously, the Packers continue to face teams that are having trouble in the middle of that line. The Vikings guards are Ole Udo who is uh, pro football focus rated 44 out of 75, Ezra Cleveland, 52 out of 75, and Garrett Bradbury at center, who's 30 out of 39 players. Um, Also, a side note, I once said Garrett Bradbury was the best pick of the first round on draft night, so oops, (laughs) my bad. Uh, But anyways, Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, and Dean Lowry have been absolutely controlling the line of scrimmage. It was pointed out this week that the safeties just sit deep because they don't even need to worry about the run, and the guys up front continually keep the linebackers free to make plays. For the Packers to slow down Delvin Cook and get after Kirk Cousins, that strong play is going to need to continue, but this is an incredibly favorable matchup for the Packers yet again, and they did a fantastic job of this last week where Clark and Slayton and Lowry and company were like sort of living in the backfield. And I think they have the opportunity to do this again. Now, getting Delvin Cook on the ground isn't easy, but if you can get a lot of penetration, it makes things a whole bunch easier in order to do that. That's that's really interesting. And I know that I've heard Andy Herman talk about that a little bit, the way that the, the safeties are able just to kind of change the way that they're playing. And the defensive line has been so, so good up front. And we talked a little bit pre-show about probably not getting the praise that they deserve as a unit. So looking forward to seeing that continue a little bit this weekend, hopefully against the Vikings. Um, but my matchup here is Justin Jefferson versus Eric Stokes. I'm going to put a name on it. You could talk about, you know, the corners as a whole. But you know what's crazy, Andrew? Pro Football what? Focus, I'm going to tell you, Pro Football Focus has Kirk Cousins as their second highest graded quarterback on the season that just sounds crazy saying out loud i've seen a little bit of vikings football this year and i mean it's a little surprising he's played well but a little surprising but one reason that he's played as well as he had or has is he has a connection with justin jefferson and of course packers fans are very familiar with jefferson's smooth routes and quick twitch we wanted him to be a packer and we're not bitter at all that that didn't happen. But uh, it's going to be absolutely essential for the Packers secondary to contain Jefferson on Sunday. And it just feels like every single week you see Jefferson and Cousins connecting on a long bomb down the field. So uh, for me, I really like Rasul Douglas matching up with someone like Adam Thielen. I think Kevin King survives that matchup just fine as well. Uh, but I think the Packers' best matchup with Jefferson might just be Stokes with his speed, even though he's that rookie guy who's still learning the job, still learning the NFL game. Um, And it really has to be uh, fun. You know, it's fun. All these weeks we've gotten to watch him over the 
course, really the last month or so. I think he's just continued to play uh, so much better. We've seen him playing in phase, not panicking on some double moves. He's becoming a really good NFL corner right before our eyes. And so I'm really looking forward to this matchup Sunday because Jefferson's twitch and route running savvy is going to be a great test for the young Stokes and a Packers secondary that's been really so impressive as of late. Yeah, and early on when Stokes was having some struggles, you know, you'd see a bright spot here or there. And you and I were, you know, encouraging people to just have some patience, wait it out. He's going to grow. He's going to develop. I don't know that I necessarily expected him to figure it out as quickly as he has, yeah. but you you can certainly expect that there's going to be some more growing pains going forward. But it, it's interesting to just sit back and, and take a look at Eric Stokes really taking on cornerback one responsibilities when he's been healthy. And um, that's incredibly impressive and I think speaks, speaks pretty highly of, of the player that he is. And, you know, hopefully just continues to develop and gives the Packers a shutdown duo for years to come. My second key matchup is going to be the Packers running game versus the Vikings run defense. And, you know, this, when you look at it from an overall picture, is a surprisingly mediocre Vikings defense. They rank in the middle of the league in most stats, which seems like a problem for a team that's led by Mike Zimmer. However, one area where they are actually really bad is run defense. They've given up the fifth most rushing yards in the NFL, and they're going to have to commit resources to stopping the Packers passing attack, which I think Kyle might have something on in a little bit. But, uh, (laughs) you know, you you take a look across his defense. Daniel Hunter is on IR. Michael Pierce is on IR. Uh, Everson Griffin and DJ Wanham, the primary edge rushers, have been really bad against the run. Delvin Tomlinson, who is exclusively brought in to be a run stuffer, has been pretty mediocre against the run. And Sheldon Richardson has been absolutely abysmal when it comes to run defending. So, yeah. Harrison Smith is likely to be back, and that's going to help them. But the more resources the Vikings have to pour up front to stop A.J. Dillon, the more likely Aaron Rodgers can get grooving in the passing game. So overall, I do expect a big game from this offense, and I think they may actually need it. I, I think you know this Vikings offense poses a threat to the Packers' defense, and I think the offense is going to have to put up more than 17 uh, in order for the Packers to come out with a victory on Sunday. That's really interesting. You mentioned the names Michael Pierce. Obviously, that's an injury. But then Dalvin Tomlinson and Sheldon Richardson are both names that were interesting to the Packers in various off seasons, you know, like as they're going to step in and be that, you know, savior of the run defense. And I mean, Dalvin Tomlinson was someone that fans were begging for, which is funny, you know, like you don't always beg for the big defensive lineman who's known as a run stuffer, but that was his role. And then to see him playing maybe not as well as maybe you would expect. And then really inversely watching the Packers defense do things that maybe you didn't expect from a lack of personnel shifts. So just a really interesting, you know, how things can change over the, you know, really one season. It's amazing. But my next matchup here is Devontae Adams versus the Vikings corners. And you hinted that I was going to get to this. Admittedly, this is low hanging fruit. I will admit that hundred percent, but I think Devontae Adams is going to be really, really fun to watch in this game. Uh, it was just a couple weeks ago that Adams was just torturing the league. Well, I guess every single week, right? And then uh, between his own COVID, a week of Jordan Love at quarterback, and then a week with Aaron Rodgers when he wasn't quite himself coming back from his own bout with COVID, Adam and Adams has been, you'd say, impactful, but hasn't taken over games in quite the same way that he had earlier in the season. 
And then enter the Vikings cornerback room, right? They're bad, and they have some big names, right? They have Patrick Peterson. He's been respectable, but he's past his prime. And then former Packer Brashad Breland and Cameron Dantzler haven't been very good in that secondary, but they're both nursing injuries as well. They'll probably play, but they're not maybe 100%. You can sprinkle in Mackenzie Alexander if you want to, but none of the Vikings' corners have graded in the top 50 for PFF. And the saving grace is really that the Vikings and their safeties have been really good. Harrison Smith, you mentioned, is back. Always a stud player. Xavier Woods, Cameron Bynum has also been really good for the uh, for the safety group. So I'm not sure how much success the Packers will try to force deep just because that's not really a weakness for this team. doesn't mean it's not going to be there, but that's probably the strength of what is left of this kind of shell of a defense, I guess. Uh, but I do think there's going to be plenty to be had coming up against these cornerbacks, right? Uh, the back shoulders, the in-breaking slants, those kinds of things. I would keep an eye on Devontae Adams in this one because with one more week with Rodgers coming back as a recovery, I think we may see a little bit more of a takeover kind of game um, from Devontae on Sunday. But those are our key matchups for this week. Uh, Andrew, we have reached a place where we get to do another round of our X-Factor predictions uh, to try to keep our hot streak a bit of alive. Um, so why don't you get us rolling here with your pick for this week? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said we because my X-Factor picks last week didn't work out so great. But <laughs> when we're together, yeah, let's stick we back. will pick I'm back. good X-Factors. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm going to go with Kevin King this week. And Kyle, what would you say if I told you Kevin King was the ninth rated cornerback in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus? I would ask you what year it was and how. Because that sounds like an outlandish statement going into this season. It's crazy. Well, it is 2021, and how, I don't know, because Kirk <laughs> Cousins is apparently their number two That's quarterback. True. But That's true. Yeah, I mean, Kevin King has been playing really well. And, well, I think there will be a fair amount of rotation with Rasul Douglas, and you mentioned this before in your key matchup. I really love the way King matches up with Adam Thielen. You, you mentioned Jefferson and Stokes, but I think this matchup could be just as fun. Yeah. King had the dropped interception two weeks ago, and the interception that wasn't an interception, but then for some reason was an interception last week. Um, but I think he finds his way. I think he finds a way to get his hands on another ball this week, and and I really do. I I can't believe this, right? Like, there's the potential for Jair Alexander to come back. Onto right. a team where you have a rookie corner in Stokes who's playing really, really well. And then you have Rasheel Douglas and Kevin King both playing really well. Uh, is this a team that has depth at corner and offensive line? Say it's, it ain't so. It, now <laughs> it's appropriate to ask what year it is, Kyle. I appreciate that. And, I mean, I think you're 100% right. And it just kind of feels like when you get a Super Bowl team, right, it, it's a good football team. But it happens a lot of times on those years where you get an injection of young talent, right? Because it's when the young talent is better than it's supposed to be and it matches with a really good roster and it just pushes you over the edge. And it kind of feels like that maybe 2021 might be that mesh for the Packers of a veteran team, knows what it's doing, but is getting more from its young players than maybe they were even supposed to. So it's been a lot of fun. Man, my pick here is going to be Preston, Sp- Preston Smith, rather, and we do usually go a little bit deeper into the roster for these picks, I will admit, um, but I think Preston's going to have a big game on Sunday. Obviously, the injury to Rashawn is a huge bummer. That just stinks, but even if he's able to play on Sunday, which is totally insane if he does, you can't really expect Gary to be 100%, but with Zedarius not ready to come back, Gary being nicked up, I think Preston's going to turn it up. And you saw a little extra juice from him the other night, right? And you just, I mean, if you were paying attention at the end of the game, it felt like there was a little bit more coming from Preston after Gary left with the injury. And I do think because he plays for those guys, I think he brings it knowing that he's kind of the guy left and the guy who can actually make that impact off the edge. Yeah, and it was just Preston Smith's birthday. He, he yeah. celebrated at the Bucks Lakers game. So there you uh, go. happy birthday, Preston. And yeah, he's he's been playing incredibly well. You you talk about a guy who took a voluntary pay cut yeah. to stay with this team and basically said, I didn't have a very good season last year, and I'm willing to take this pay cut and go out and prove myself. And man, he has played really, really well. And I'm hoping, even if it's not with Green Bay, that he he makes up for that money and, and a little bit more of this offseason. Uh, if he is not back with the Packers. But uh, I, I knew you were going to pick Preston, and so I didn't. But I was just going to say my my honorable mention X-Factor pick was going to be John Garvin. And, you know, <laughs> as you mentioned, I think Rashawn Gary might be superhuman if he's going to try to play this week. Uh, and it does look like, I mean, he's been a limited participant the last two days. So um, it, it does look like he's trying to do that. But 
even if he does play, we'll likely see a lot of Garvin. Um, and I really like this opportunity for the more twitchy Garvin to be able to get home, maybe for a sack. Um, but, I, you know, with, with those Vikings tackles, I, I think there's some opportunity for uh, the young pass rusher to have a good game on Sunday. So one of the things that we always close the Friday shows with is what is the path to victory, or I guess we we sort of take a deficit mindset when it comes to this <laughs> and talk about like what's the Vikings' path to victory. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a game where I think you, you mentioned this before we started recording today. There's a lot of perception that this is going to be an easy win for the Packers, and I don't think either one of us really sees it that way. But what are the things that could happen that would lead to a Vikings victory, or you know, sadly for us, a Packers loss? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think that there's the divisional matchup piece of this can't be underrated. And you see this around the league. Like, the NFL is anybody can win any week. And divisional games are always weird. These teams know each other so well that a team that's playing so, you know, well like the Packers, I mean, they're 8-2, and two, can come into a game like this. And it's just these guys know each other. And it just doesn't seem to matter. And maybe a team that's like the Vikings turns it up a little bit because of that rivalry. And we just always seem to find these really tight matchups in these divisional games. I mean, they're on the road. That doesn't help. Like, there's going to be the noise factor. And I guess for me, coming out of a game against Seattle where it really was so cool to see the defense playing as well as they did. But if the offense isn't able to kind of rekindle some firepower, I do think that this is a place where in the Viking Stadium with the volume, and maybe a little bit of frustration on the offensive side of the ball, it could just be kind of tough uh, to maybe maintain what they were able to in Seattle and stick around um, for a, you know what they were able to pull out at the end in a comfortable win. But that could be a little bit different, especially the Seahawks weren't prepared to run the ball. I think that Minnesota would be, and that could make it a little bit more challenging if the game script goes the same way. And obviously hope you hope that that's not the case. But I think that's how I can see it getting off the rails. How about you? Yeah, I the the last thing you mentioned was going to be my leading point, and that ah. is if the Vikings establish the run, uh, then everything changes, right? Like that that's the way the defense has been able to play. That's how they've been able to prevent all those big plays, been able to sit back there. And I think for the Vikings, if they can't run the ball, they're in a lot of trouble, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about the problems that their interior offensive line have. Their tackles have been slightly better, but they're not world beaters. And so if the Packers can find a way to continue to hold down the run with six six men, there, I, I think that's a really easy path to stopping the Vikings. I do think the other thing that I'm concerned about is Aaron Rodgers has had problems with Mike Zimmer's double A gap pressure, right? Mm. And the Vikings are going to give you that look in every obvious passing down and you have to figure it out. And this is a very young interior offensive line who's going to yeah. be charged with figuring that out. They have, even though they've played really well for most of the season, they have had some communication breakdowns at time. And this is not the game for that to happen. In And it's going to be super loud. It's going to be, um, you know, some high pressure situations. And they need to keep Aaron upright as often as they possibly can. And the Packers have to have the right calls in order to counter that. So, you know, those, those situations can cause 
those negative plays, sacks, forced fumbles, interceptions that then really flip games on their head. Overall, I think the Packers have have the advantage in both trenches, and I think that should make you the favorite in a game. I am just concerned with how they're going to react to mm-hmm. some of those some of those looks that they're going to see from the Zimmer defense. Absolutely. It's going to be a really fun game to watch. Again, divisional games always can get a little bit messy, but you got to feel good about this Packers team headed in at 8-2 and two on the road, even with those circumstances. So looking forward to a good game on Sunday. Absolutely. But that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packaday Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and rate the podcast if you like what we're doing. You catch Kyle and myself every single Friday. And next week we'll be back getting ready for the Packers Week 12 game against the L.A. Rams. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.